Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1. Now, when we're not obsessing about illness, we're obsessing about uh, property prices. Now, much like ourselves, Sweden has seen very high property price growth in the last decade, right? A 95% increase in 10 years. But this year, property prices there are falling at the fastest rate in the world. They're down up to 17% uh, in 2022. Some people predicting a 25% correction there. Prices are falling too in the US, Canada, Australia, China, and they seem to be on the turn in the UK too. So could 2023 be the year the house housing market finally slows down. Uh, Conal McQuilla, Chief Economist at Davies, good morning. Good morning. So you wrote a report for uh, myhome.ie this week. It seemed to indicate that the property market is slowing down at least. What's going on? Uh, well, it is. We saw double-digit inflation, which uh, you know can't go on indefinitely. You know that's not sustainable. It was stretching valuations, so I think some slowdown slowdown was inevitable. Uh, and I suppose the My Home report is showing that um, asking prices fell for a second quarter in a row. The annual rate of inflation was just 6%. So things are cooling down to kind of more sedate levels of um, house price inflation. Now, you mentioned a lot of the countries where house prices are falling at the moment. Yeah. What's happened there is that interest rates have gone up. And ironically, I suppose the countries like ourselves, Spain, uh, which had a very difficult period in the 2000s, mortgage lending has actually been pretty conservative over the past couple of years. We've been held in check by the central bank's mortgage lending rules. If you look at Canada, if you look at Sweden, the United States, well, mortgage lending has been a lot more um, wild, frankly. Household debt levels have increased. They're much more exposed to the ECB raising interest rates than, say, we are. Yeah. So We were kind of used to high enough interest rates anyway, weren't we? Indeed, we were. Um, I mean, if in Denmark, that you wouldn't believe it even had a negative mortgage rate. Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine what would have happened in Ireland if we'd had that. Uh, in the UK, you would have had mortgage rates to your fixes of around 1% or even below in some cases. So it's a much bigger shock. Uh, from what central banks are doing for a lot of householders in those countries. You know, the average mortgage rate in Ireland was around 26 2.7%. You know, Irish banks aren't fully passing on what the ECB are doing in terms of the mortgage rates. Maybe they'll hit 4% perhaps uh, next year as the ECB continues to tighten rates. But that's a much smaller change uh, for the Irish housing market than what we're seeing in other countries. So again, looking forward to next year, uh, we will have higher interest rates. That'll be a headwind. But at the same time, the big change, which was a surprise really, was the central bank deciding to loosen the mortgage lending rules. So what there was this threshold that uh, first-time buyers, or the majority of them, could only borrow three and a half times their income in terms of a mortgage uh, from this week. And um, that top-down rule doesn't exist anymore. It's been they've changed the threshold. It's gone from three and a half times to four times. So if people are going to be able to borrow more, uh, take out higher levels of mortgage debt in Ireland given how tight the housing market is and you know people are competing for the limited pool of properties available, um, you'd expect that that change in the rules will push up house prices. And the central bank itself has estimated that the change in the rules will eventually push up house prices by 8%, maybe over three years. Okay. And given how tight the market is, that, ha- that change could happen a bit more quickly. So we have a forecast for 4% this year. Certainly an upside risk to that would be um, uh, the change in the rules could act a little bit more aggressively. Okay. Um, but maybe we're being too optimistic even if we sort of see the ECB continuing to raise rates. Okay. So I, I know you don't, you don't want to do this, but what would be your call on this? There's a lot of young people are possibly waiting at the moment and thinking maybe we're going to get a bit of a break here that prices might go down a bit. You don't see that happening is what I'm getting from I don't. You know? I think prices may fall a bit in the coming months. Um, they will certainly see a more sedate market uh, this year. We'll see how the rule change is affected. But I mean... We're not going to solve the housing market 
Um, I mean, if you look at the average um, loan to income multiple, what people are taking out as a mortgage, it's around 3.2 times for first time buyers. Yeah. Back in the Celtic Target era, that was up around four and a half. And there's quite a lot of people taking out six times income mortgages. So there's not the same kind of bubble that we saw in the Celtic Target era. People really shouldn't be expecting an enormous decline in prices that's going to help affordability. Okay. Ultimately, there just isn't enough houses around. Yeah. Home building is picking up, but it's not enough, quick enough uh, for a lot of first-time buyers. And it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. And even if prices went down, there's still only the same amount of houses. So basically, only the same amount of people are going to be able to get on. Get it it is. So, I mean, the question property. is, why would prices fall? Yeah. So because interest okay. rates are going up or because people have lost their jobs they're more nervous about taking out a large mortgage. So if prices fall... Uh, from these levels. I mean, there is an element of overvaluation, certainly in some parts of the market, that might be a okay. bit of froth built up. It could it, reverse. It, it, Dublin uh, is slightly more off than the rest of the country in Q3 and Q4 last year, yeah? Indeed. So we saw asking prices falling by 0.8% in Dublin, 0.2% in the rest of Ireland. So effectively, that 0.2% is you know almost irrelevant. It's it's tiny. Yeah. Um, in Dublin, that's where valuations became more stretched. Um, to some extent, the top end of the market um, may be correcting more than the rest maybe more sensitive to interest rates. Um, but uh, yeah, you'd expect in Dublin, things are cooling more rapidly than in the rest of Ireland. The annual inflation rate for asking price is 3.6% in Dublin, whereas it's 7.6% in the rest of Ireland. And if you look at the stock levels, uh, the stock available for sale in Dublin is actually back to where it was pre-pandemic. In the rest of Ireland, okay. it's still very, very low. So the housing market outside of the capital is considerably tighter than where it was pre-pandemic in Dublin. It seems to have recovered a bit. There's more properties for sale. Okay, but the bottom line is that the only way out of this is is more supply, and that, and that's not happening fast enough at the moment. Uh, there is. Look, we think to be around twenty seven thousand units built in twenty twenty three. That's an improvement on you know previous years. But you know we would have hoped that this would have been the year where you might, you might have seen completions around thirty five thousand units. Yeah. Finally, getting to the kind of levels we need to see to sort of meet demand. That's not going to happen, and the reason has been build cost inflation all those concerns around viability of, uh, okay. of building houses. Okay, okay. So for anyone getting excited about Sweden, don't get too excited yet. Con- Conal McQuilla, Chief Economist at Davies, thank you.